Clockwork Orange is back in cinemas um, briefly. Uh, it's a 4K of Clockwork Orange. She's getting a theatrical re-release before coming out on um, on disc and, you know, own it. So, Stanley Kubrick's adaptation of Anthony Birch's book, which I imagine an awful lot of people have seen, but I also imagine an awful lot of people haven't seen in cinemas. Although, of course, it was reissued in cinemas, uh, I was going to say recently, but it probably wasn't recently. It was probably 20 years ago. Okay, so many people <laughs> won't have seen it in cinemas. I know, I'm sorry. It's It's, it's terrifying, isn't it? So, um, a satirical tale, partly inspired by horrible real-life events, of violence and retribution, which raises questions about free will, crime and punishment, the nature of youth, the nature of society, written in NADSAT, which is this kind of English-Russian mashup, so dystopian future. Malcolm McDowell is Alex, who is the teenage leader of a gang of droogs who spend their life drinking Malocco Plus and committing ultra-violence, and, in Alex's case, listening to the music of Beethoven, the film as with the book, is narrated by Alex, with Malcolm McDowell delivering one of his most extraordinary performances. Here's a clip. As we walked along the Flatlock Marina, I was calm on the outside, but thinking all the time. So now it was to be Georgie the General, saying what we should do and what not to do, and dim as his mindless, grinning bulldog. But suddenly I vidded that thinking was for the gloopy ones, and that the Omni ones used like inspiration and what bog sends. For now it was lovely music that came to my aid. There was a window open with a stereo on, and I vidied right at once what to do. So here's the thing with Clockwork Orange. Most people who haven't seen Clockwork Orange, or actually some people who have, only remember the first act. They only remember, you know, the ultraviolence and the and, and the craziness. And of course, that was the stuff that was the subject of all the, you know, of all the outrage when the film came out. Of course, it wasn't banned here. It was removed from circulation by Warner Brothers after its initial release at the request of the Kubrick family and was only ever reissued after Stanley Kubrick's death. The film had an extraordinary impact because of when it came in, it came out around the same time as things like The Devils and, you know, real big cause celebrate cases. But the rest of the movie is actually the more interesting part. The stuff about the Ludovico technique, which is that Alex basically having gone to prison, then finds that he might be able to get out if he submits to a technique which removes his free will, which is what the Clockwork Orange of the title is about. And the book is satirical and strange, but it is essentially a debate about the difference between free will and the absence of free will. It had such an impact in terms of its design, in terms of the way it looks, in terms of the way in which the music is used. And, the, and Malcolm McDowell in that film, it, I mean, I love Malcolm McDowell anyway, and I think this and Oh Lucky Man, and actually I would argue Caligula, are demonstrations that Malcolm McDowell is one of the finest screen actors um, we've ever produced. If you've never seen Clockwork, I mean, there are things in Clockwork Orange now that are still shocking, and some people still find, you know, those things about it, uh, you know, something that they don't they don't want to watch. But it is a, a stone cold classic. There's no way of getting around the fact that in the first in the first movement of it, it's you know it it is really really disturbing how much the film puts you inside the head of somebody who is enjoying the violence that's going on. But the film itself is much more interesting than that first movement. In fact, it's after it's the part that Alex says, and now this is the really sad part of the story, that is really interesting. <laughs> 